All right, good morning. morning. Bible says this day is the day the Lord hath made. What did He tell us to do? That's what He told us, wasn't it? He said, I've made this day, and He said, I've made it for you. And I made it for you to rejoice and be glad in it. So we have that opportunity today to do just that. So we have a choice. We can rejoice and be glad today, or we can sit back, dried up, sold up, mad at the world, mad at what's going on. But I want to tell you that'll make your life miserable. Because the Bible said, who the Son is set free, he's what? He said, who the Son is set free, he's free indeed. How many have been set free this morning? If you haven't been, you can be. That's good news this morning. Amen. How many is thankful to live through another week and be able to be at his house today? If you have your Bibles this morning, Stand with me. Look with me in Psalms 91. I've got this marked all up. and I may have preached this or preached some of it. I know I ain't preached this message I'm going to preach, but I may preach something similar to it sometime or another. I don't know. But I know this is where God led me to. Look with me in Psalm chapter 90, 91 this morning. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start there in verse 1. He that dwelleth and the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 2, he said, I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Listen to verse 4. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shall thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plaque come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder, the young lion, the dragon shall thou trample under feet. Because he has set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him, I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him, and show him my salvation, brother. Ricky Dow, lead us in prayer. <clears throat>
gracious, loving Heavenly Father. Father, we just thank you once again, Lord, this morning for the opportunity to be in our house this morning, Lord. Yes. Father, we pray, Lord God, for this word, Father, that's been given yes. this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we pray, Lord God, that you take this word and you minister. Stir us this morning, Lord. Stir our spirits, Lord, this morning. Oh, Lord, just rain down this morning, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Not his, but yours, Lord, what we all need to hear this morning, God. Father, we just pray, Lord God, for the for, for our speaker, Lord, as he stands this morning, Lord, Father, we just pray, Lord God, that you loosen his tongue, Lord, just let him speak, Lord, what you yes. want him to speak. Yes, not me, but you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. You know, there's some songs this morning, and I'll tell you, it was a great blessing to see these children up here, Amen. to see these young people up here. Amen, brother. But I'll tell you what, it was not a blessing to see some of the older ones sit back and not Amen. do anything. I'll throw that in. That don't cost you nothing. Amen. All right. So if you didn't do it this morning, come back and do it tonight. Amen. I love good. Anybody like good gospel singing? Oh, yes. See there. And, and those that can do it. I can't do it, Brother Larry. I do it. I love good gospel singing. It stirs me. Does it stir anybody? It stirs me in my heart. But anyway, this morning I was sitting there and and I've run to and fro Campbellfield twice this week. My wife started and got over there, and I don't know what come up, but they're running about three and a half hour, or three, two and a half, three hours behind. She laid in there for six hours on her back, and I sat in that room. Then they took her away and said it'd probably be about an hour. It's about an hour and forty-five minutes before I heard anything from her. But anyway, everything went good. But there is no. Really, no lonesomer place to be, and there's not any. Uh, I don't know the word to use to be sitting in a hospital room and can't go out the door looking at four walls. Anybody ever done that? Yeah. I've done that hour on hour the other night, and and I looked. We used to you could go in the hospital, you know, and you sit around these rooms, you know. And you could find a Gideon Bible. I looked that room over and there wasn't no Gideon Bible in there. But still, you know, it's, uh, uh, but it gives you time to think. Give you time to think. And, but anyway, I was sitting there and I've been reading this week. And, uh, and Tony said it right the other night, Wednesday night over there. People just don't know a pastor and wife how many miles they put on in all hours of the night sometime. And, you know, so they don't, they don't know. Uh, really what's going on uh, in their lives. But, uh, but, you know, we have learned to trust in the Lord. I've learned to trust in God. Amen. I sat there yesterday and sat there last night and I read and I read and I read and, and just here and there and I just prayed, God, just give me something this morning, Lord, something that will touch the hearts of the people. Something, Lord, that will sort of lift us up and these days that we're going through. I've talked to a number of people this week on the phone, and they've been a number of them that says they don't get out of their house much. You know, they just sit there. And I talked to one man, used to be on the go all the time, and he said, well, he said, I am... He said, I'm discouraged. He said, I'm discouraged. Well, there's a lot of people that's discouraged today on what's going on. Mm -hmm. And you know, when we allow the devil to get us to thinking that way, we're going to live a boring and a miserable life. Amen. 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 Now, I kept going back, Brother Mark. I kept going back to verse uh, chapter four, 91 and verse 14. And it just seemed like everywhere I read that, Ricky, my mind kept going back to this one word here, because. Because. And so I said, well, Lord, show me, show me, Lord, what you're trying to show me. And I went back and I read it in verse 14 said, because he has set his love upon me. And the title of the message, of course, the more not working, you can't see it. 
But I text Connie last night. Well, I text Connie to give her the title of the message, where he's going to be at, so they get it set up. But to tell you how crazy I am, too, I texted to Danny. <laughs> and Connie, she, Connie, she will always, if she gets, she'll always text me back and say, I got it, or okay. Well, I sat there for about an hour, hour and a half, and I never did get that text. Somebody else texted me, and I hadn't tucked that in off yet. And I text them back, and then I was going through clearing it, and I come to that, and Connie still hadn't texted me back, but neither had Danny. But I seen Danny's number up there. And I told my wife, I said, oh, my Lord, I said, I didn't text that message the text to Connie, I texted it to Danny. And I said, Ricky, she's in the bed at times. She said, I don't think Connie be in the bed here. And I don't know, it's probably 9.30. So I text Connie and asked her if she had got it. After She said, no, she hadn't got it earlier. So I know Danny had got it. But Danny didn't text me back to let me know that I'd sent it to him. But anyway, in verse 14 there, I gave it a title I love Jesus because. Sounds like a pretty good title for a message, right? I love Jesus because. And you said, well, why did you stop there? Why didn't you tell us why you love Jesus? Why didn't you tell us the reason why you love Jesus? Well, Brother Mark, I tried to come up with Something to finish that out with. But there were so many things that got going through my mind. The reason that I love Jesus, I couldn't finish it out. I couldn't name all of them. But I can tell you this morning, the main reason that I love Jesus is simply because the Bible said when I was yet a sinner... He commended His love to all of us while we were yet sinners. Uh, He died in your place, died in my place, uh, died in the whole world's place uh, when we were yet sinners. So if we can't say that's because I love Jesus because He took your place uh, at Calvary one day, amen. He didn't just take your place. He suffered for your sin. He suffered and bled for you and me. And ever sinner. That's the reason that I love Jesus this morning. And there were so many things that started coming through my mind. The reason, why the reason that you love Him. And if you ask that question, you know, we can give a reason or two. uh, But when you sit there by yourself uh, and you're trying to figure out, I love Jesus because... uh, why? Because I love Jesus. And you stand there, everything starts running through your mind. Well, you love Jesus uh, because He done this. Uh, you love Jesus because He done this and this and this and that. Uh, God is good to us, church. Amen. God is good to us. I love Him so many for so many reasons. Uh, I can't even say the name of all. And if I started, I would be here and you'd be here probably all night long this morning. But I love Him because the Bible said He first loved me. I love Him because uh, He has become everything to me in my life. And you know, we're in a spiritual warfare Anybody know that we're in a spiritual warfare? You know, we're right at the place, Tony, that the devil wants us to be right now. He's right at the place uh, that he can take and use uh, what is going on out there in the world to destroy us. 
But the Bible says in John 10, 10, and I think of that Scripture a lot of time, uh, the enemy, which is the devil, Jesus said, uh, he's come to kill and to steal uh, and to destroy. Uh, but Jesus said, uh, I came that you may have life uh, and have it uh, more abundantly. Hallelujah. We need to give him praise in his house. This is his house. Uh, you're his people. Uh, you say, I don't belong to him. Uh, if I can find in the scripture in a minute, uh, I can prove you wrong. Because uh, the Bible said God uh, made the earth and everything on it. Uh, everything belongs to God. Uh, and he also made you uh, and put you down here. He's got a purpose for you and your life. People sit back and say, well, I don't know what purpose God has got for me. Have you ever asked him, uh, God, what am I doing here? Yeah. Come on, brother. Why, God, why am I so blessed? What is the reason for that? But no, we just take it and we just go on. I said the other day, I said, you know, I said if God gave us everything we wanted, did you ever stop and think about it? We, we, we're a bunch of wanting people. Amen. Amen. We're a bunch of people that enough is never enough. Hey man, talk to me this morning. It don't matter how much we got, we want more and more. And if God gave us everything we wanted, we would absolutely destroy ourselves. You think about where you'd be at today if there wasn't any battles. If there wasn't any battles, Brother Larry, you would never have the victory. If there wasn't any battles, Brother Mark, they would never be a victory. Connie sings that song. It's one of my number one songs at the top of my list. Just ride out your storm. If we didn't have any storms, huh, we would never have any victories. Uh -huh. We're all going to go through storms. We're all going to go through life. And that's another reason, Brother Mark, that I said, uh -huh. why do I love Jesus? Because uh, I love Him because of all the promises, uh, 300 and some, was it? Yeah. All the promises that God promised me. Uh, and I'm telling you, I have looked at Him. Uh, I have seen His promises uh, over life. And I'm going to tell you, uh, all the promises uh, that's written in this book, uh, it doesn't matter uh, where I've been, what I've done. Uh, it doesn't matter uh, who I've went through sickness. Uh, it doesn't matter what storm I've went through. Uh, praise be unto God. Uh, that promise uh, that He would never leave me, uh, never forsake me, uh, He's still there today. Uh, that's because the reason uh, that I love Him uh, is because of His promises. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if you'll follow me, you will never be alone. I thought of that when I was sitting in that hospital room over there the other day, Brother Mark. And I thought, man, this is a lonesome place to be. And I hear that little voice whisper and say, you ain't alone. I'm here with you. I'm listening. Talk to me. Come on, brother. Woo! <laughs> Praise God, the Bible says he's a friend huh, that will stick closer to the brother. He said, I'll be there when all of your so-called friends is gone. I felt that's another promise huh, that he kept, man. You're never alone if you've got Jesus. Jesus knows about Every one of your storms that you're going through there today. The one sitting beside you may not know it. Your husband may not know the storm you're going through. Your wife may not know the storm you're going through. Your family may not know the storm you're going through. 
Your church may not know the storm they're going through. Nobody may not know the storm that you're in. But hallelujah, Jesus knows right where you're at. Why? He knows who you are. The Bible said, the Bible said, and I just read it there, because He knows my name. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Jesus knows your name. You say, well, there's a lot of people with a lot of names out there. How can he remember all of them? Because he's God. He's for me, brother. Who do you think God is this morning? God is the one that brought you into this life. And if you'll follow Him, when He's done with you, He'll be the one to take you out of it. Not any sooner, not any later. The Bible says, it's appointed for us all to die. We've all got an appointment with death. Uh, we're not going to escape that appointment. Uh, you know, uh, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I'm not going to sit back, uh, uh, Brother Larry, and worry about uh, when my day is, how many days I've got left. Uh, I don't know. Nobody else knows. Uh, but I do know one thing. Uh, as long as he's put his breath in me, uh, I'm going to enjoy life. Uh, I'm going to preach. Uh, and I'm going to mind God. And I'm going to rejoice in myself in this world. Uh, let the world go on and worry and be troubled about it. He's give me something uh, that no matter what kind of storm I'm going through, He has put something in here that I can rejoice about, Brother Ricky. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Hey. <laughs> Somebody said, "Boy, I'm preaching good, ain't I?" <laughs> because He has set His love upon me, my God, Church. Uh, how much will that shout ground right there? How much more love uh, could He put on us uh, and give us uh, than what He's already given us, Tony? He's given us everything. Shannon sung that song a while ago. I guess she's going back there. That's another one at the top of my list. What's wrong with my children? Why won't they praise me? I'm going to let y'all think about that for just a second. I'm going to change that song just a little bit. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with us? Sometimes when we come into the house of God, and we say here and let the devil beat us out of a blessing. Not just beat you out of a blessing, but if He gives you a blessing and you don't testify of it, you're going to, you're going to knock a lot of other people out of a blessing. Keep that in mind. Psalms 122. Somebody tell me what Psalm 122 says. As many times as we've said that and everything, Psalms 122. I'm going to tell you what he says when you find it. <laughs> I'm going to let you find it first. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. How many people have you told this morning, I'm glad to be in the house of the Lord? You know, a lot of people today, they, they say it's a, it's a burden to go to the house of the Lord. They say it's just hard to go to the house of the Lord anymore. That's why we look for excuses not to come to the house of the Lord. But David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Is God good to anybody here today? Is He good to your families today? Well, then you need to give Him a hand of praise. Amen. That's, that's what He desires of His people. All He desires of us 
is to come into His house and give Him praise. Amen. How hard is it to praise God? Oh, you don't have to be like me, run, jump, shout, holler, and all that. That's not what it's all about. I mean, when you come in and the Holy Spirit, just let Him come in and pour it out over you. Amen. We all need that anointing, that oil poured over us. Like old Aaron, they said they poured it on his head. It run down his long hair, ran down his beard, ran down, amen, his garments and run out on the bottom of his feet. But I want to tell you that anointing of the Holy Ghost, it'll stir you up, amen. It'll get you on the battlefield. And I want to tell you, when you get it, you won't have to turn tail and run when the enemy comes. If you've got it, then you're going to stand face to face with him and you're not going to be scared to say, devil, get behind me in Jesus' name. We have the power, church, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I love him because I know I can count on him every day. John is talking about getting in pity parties and this and that. I've seen him in them before, too. I might have called him a big baby time or two. We pick up this word right here, people. And we walk in behind this pulpit. We don't need no cowards working behind us. Hey man, we need men of God to stand up uh, and shout it out to the world. Uh, Jesus is His name. Jesus is His name. Every morning, Brother Paul, when I wake up, just about I think I get to lay in there sometimes thinking about and praising God before I ever get out of bed. I, I want to praise Him. I'll start by praising Him for opening my eyes and seeing the light come through the windows at daylight. I'll get to pray Him, Lord, thank you for my eyesight, Lord. And I'll get to thanking Him and praising Him before I get out of bed. And when my feet hit the floor, I'll, sometimes I'll just sit on the side of the bed. I, I'll say, thank you, Lord, uh, that my feet's on the solid rock again this morning. Uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, I'll get up and dress myself uh, and go in the kitchen. Uh, and my wife, a lot of time, uh, has got the bacon, the frying, or the sausage. Uh, and I said, thank you, God, for that hog. Uh, thank you, God, uh, for that bacon. Uh, God, I thank you for that wife uh, that loves me uh, and feeds me and takes good care of me. Uh, thank you, God, uh, for a help me uh, that washes my clothes, uh, amen, uh, and lays them out. Uh, I dirty up a lot of them sometimes during the week, uh, amen. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, uh, you men got a good wife uh, that supports you. Uh, you need to say thank you, honey, uh, every morning and every night. Uh, you need to say good morning when you get up uh, and good night when you go to bed. Uh, why? Because, friends, uh, you never know uh, that that won't be your last change, uh, that you'll be able to tell them that you love them. Amen. Glory be the name of the Lord. The old saying is, and I talked to a man yesterday, uh, Brother Lewis, he said, Brother Ralph, I just can't get used to my wife being gone. I'm going to tell you, friends, you better support your helpmate. You husband need to be good to your wife, and you wives need to be good to your husband. Amen, Brother Larry. The old saying is, you don't know what good you had till you've lost it, till it's gone. You won't know what good opportunities you've got right here this morning and every time these doors is open. Uh, if you're not saved, you don't know what a great opportunity you have. You don't know how good God is to you that He's allowed you to come into His house this morning uh, giving you another opportunity uh, to come and receive Him as Lord Jesus Christ uh, and take you. He said, I'll go home with you. If you think Jesus won't go home with you, you just come up here and try Him. Hey man, He'll go home with you. And I'm going to tell you, your marriage may be falling apart. 
Your family may be falling apart, but I want to tell you something. If you'll come up and take Jesus home with you, when he gets there, he'll do something that no lawyer ain't allowed can't do. He'll do something nobody else can do. He'll put that marriage back together if you'll listen to him. He'll put that family back together if you will listen to him. Amen. He's not a destroyer. He's a builder. I don't know how you feel, but during this pandemic, what well, we shut down back in March, wasn't it? I think we went a couple of weeks before a lot of them shut down. But since we shut it down, I preached on Facebook. We preached on Facebook here for a few weeks. Then we went to the porch. I took it out on the porch. We preached out there for a few weeks. Then we went in the basement and we... God can't stop the devil can't stop God's people from worshiping Him. They'll find a way if they want to worship Him. Anybody hear me out there? If anybody wants to worship, they're going to find a way to do it. Amen. And if you don't want to worship, the devil will give you a lot of things, a lot of ways. But I'm going to tell you what I start to say, I'm going to tell you why. I love Jesus because this is another reason. I love him because he has put me, Connie, in a church. Not just any church, but he's put me in a, a church, a God-believing, a God-preaching, and a God-living church. He's put me in a church that the people I trust and evidently the people trust is me. Amen. See, we've got to trust one another. May not agree on everything all the time, but we've got to trust one another. And I love him because we have been able, since the second or third week in March when we shut down, we've been able, Brother Larry, to go ahead and share the gospel yep. one way or the other in one place or another. Amen. The devil can't stop God's people Amen. if they set a mind that they're going to serve him. Amen. The devil can't stop us. Exactly, I love him because he loved me. <laughs> My poor wife this morning she got, got up and Trying to trying to get her clothes on. She's one of them. She's one of them, and I hope Lewis is listening. She's one of them full-blooded Burtons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody said, "Watch it now, <laughs> Lee. You're just half." But she got up, a poor old thing, trying to get her clothes on. They ain't nobody that tried any harder to get ready to go to church than that woman right there did. And I just sat back in there and I know she would ask me and I wanted her to ask me for her mind. And she'd come through her and she said, will you help me? And I finished dressing her, put her necklace on, Put her jacket on, straightened her clothes up on. She looked like a hobo when she got through there. <laughs> She's a proud woman. She don't like to ask for no help. But sometimes we all need to ask for help. All need help. But I love him because he loves me. I love him because he's put me in a church of people that I can love and I can trust. He's put me in a church that, that I don't know of another church, Brother Larry, around. And I'm saying this with all my heart. I don't know of another church around anywhere for a country church. He's got as many men in it as this one has. 
And that's a fact. If you doubt me, you just go to anyone you want to. I don't know of another church in a country church when, it, when we're going good that's got as many children in it as this one has. I don't know of these little country churches like us of another church that's got as many teenagers when we get them all together that we have here. I don't know of another church, Sister Connie, that's got as much ministry in it, many teachers and preachers and singers and instrument players. I love Jesus because I'm part of this ministry. I love him because I am part of this church and this church is part of me. That's saying a lot. That's saying a lot. There ain't many pastors can stand behind their pulpit this morning and say to their church like I've just said to mine. That's true. If you doubt me, I invite you to go to any country church around next time if you want to go and try it out. Some of you preachers have been in other places. Have you ever seen the ministry like in this church? No, and you won't find it anywhere. Not in these country churches. We're blessed. We're blessed. That's why I love him. That's why I love Jesus. That's why sometimes, you know, yeah, the devil sometimes will kick you off of guard, you know. But, but then, you just stop him. You know, he said, Jesus said, he, he said, I'll renew your spirit every morning. How do you get renewed? Wake up in the morning. And you say, well, I, I just barely get up in time to get to work. Well, set your clock to get up about 15 minutes earlier. Grab this or read it. Give you something to think about during the day. You don't have to read two or three chapters. I won't advise you to do that. But read a few verses and then think about what you read during the day. And you get to thinking about Jesus. And you get to thinking about what you read. And, you, and, you, and you, you'll start feeling. You'll start feeling something moving inside of you. Has anybody ever felt it? Something moving inside of you? And then he'll then he'll work its way up here. He'll work its way up here to your brain, you know. And next thing you know, uh, you're going to be a praising him out here. That's what he give us this mouth for, not just to eat. He give us this mouth to praise him with. I said you're a little bit back. I said you know, why you think God give us two ears and just one mouth? Y'all look at me like I was crazy. Did I tell you the answer why? He wants us to hear twice more than what we talk. You know, sometimes we run in our mouth all the time and we ain't hearing what's being said to us. I'm going to close here a minute. I just got another verse or two here. I want to... Uh, Oh, Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret, sacred place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. The psalmist said, I will say of the Lord, He is, He is my refuge and my fortress. And the psalmist said, And He is my God, and in Him will I trust. In Him will I trust. I have never, and I'm going to say this, I have never in my life seen as much arguing and fussing and politics this year. I've never seen as much in my whole lifetime. This country is split. This country is going in the wrong direction. And the reason it is, some of our leaders wants to be the chief. And all of their followers, I'm talking about both sides, they want to be the chiefs. The old saying goes, too many chiefs and not enough Indians. 
That is just the work of the devil. The work of the devil. This place, I don't care who the president is. I don't care who he is. Until people can turn back to God. They're never going to put this country back together the way it once was. If they want this country to get back together, then instead of fighting and arguing in the White House, they're going to have to go there and they're going to have to find them a prayer room and they're going to have to pray together. Can I hear a amen in here? And you know the devil will use this in the churches today. He already is. Using politics to split a church up. You say, no, he won't do it. He will if you listen to him. Best thing, keep your politics at home or keep them outside the church. Don't break them in here arguing about them. This ain't no place for it. We come in here to worship the Lord. We come in here to worship our King. We come in here to worship our President and mine is Jesus Christ this morning. He's the one because look at what he said. He, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. In other words, it boils down to it what he's saying. The psalmist is saying, uh, He is my deliverer today. Amen. David said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he said, I will fear no evil. Why did he say that, Brother Mark? He said, Because the Lord is with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Oh, yea, though they prepare the table before me in the presence of my enemies. David said, I'm not going to fear. He said, I know where my journey is going to take me. <laughs> and that last, last verse of the 23rd Psalm, he said, when it's all said and it's all over and it's all done, uh, David said, uh, I'm going to go and dwell in the house uh, of the Lord forever. Uh, when this life's over here, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I've got my mind made up. i uh, got my foot on the rock. Uh, I know who my God is. Uh, I know who my deliverer is this morning. And I know where my dwelling place is. I, I know I'm a sojourner here. I, we're just pilgrim and strangers anyway. I, we're just passing through. I, but I'm going to tell you something. I, while God puts breath in me, Connie, I, I'm going to enjoy what life I've got left. I, I'm not going to sit behind a wall I, or sit in a corner I, or go somewhere and hide I, and sit down there and grieve myself to death. I, because if God wants me, I, God can come and get me. Hey, man. Either way, if it's today, if it's tomorrow, if it's next year, 10 years, 20 years down the road, uh, church, I know where I, my dwelling place is. I, I know uh, because Jesus, another one of them promises was, uh, He said, I go to a power place for you, and when I get it prepared, I'm going to come after you. Yeah. And where I am there, He said, ye can be. Yeah. Thank the Lord. We worry too much about things that's going on out there in the world and not about what's going on in the house of God anymore. Amen. The devil, the devil, and I'm not the only one fight this battle. They ain't one of you in here don't fight the same battle to a certain extent. The same enemy anyway may be a different battle, but Paul is the same enemy. Yep. Same enemy, and that's the devil. He said, I've come to kill you. I've come to destroy you. I've come to steal your joy. Amen. And you know, there's a lot of Christian people today. A lot of Christian people today. They've allowed the devil to steal their joy through this pandemic. Amen. Yes, they have. Amen. Any hey in here? Amen. If you believe that, let's see your hand this morning. Allowed the devil to steal their joy. Good people, still Christians, but they just can't enjoy the blessings of God because they're letting the devil 
tear them down. And if you follow the devil in his way, sooner or later, the devil is going to have you. That's a scary thought to me. Scary thought to me to wind up, Ricky, back where the Lord found me at back in 1983. I don't want to go back there. I'm going to fight. I'm going to fight with everything that's in me to keep the devil from taking me back where Jesus found me at. And we can do it. Apostle Paul said we are what? More than conquerors. Is anybody a conqueror? Conqueror means an overcomer. How many overcomers we got in here this morning? Stand with us this morning. I've talked for about 40, 45 minutes or so. Now I'm going to let Jesus talk. I'm going to let him talk to your hearts. If you're here this morning and you're lost, you need to, don't you think you need to just come and thank Jesus that you're able to get out of bed this morning? If you're lost, don't you think you owe God just a little something, a little of your love as much as he showed you? Life without Jesus is not really a life. In order to know what living and loving really is, it takes the love of Jesus Christ. Every head bowed and every eye closed here this morning. Let's not be looking around. Let's not be whispering. Let's just let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart this morning. See, this is not between you and your wife or your husband or your family or your church or your pastor. This situation is between you and God. You may say, Preacher, I've tried it before and I just couldn't live it. I tried it about three times. But the third time, I found what I was looking for. I found something that I didn't find in the world. I found peace. A peace that the Bible, Jesus said, the world won't have any peace to give you. Jesus said, I and only I have any peace that can give you. As they sang this song, all heads bowed nights close. As someone stands aside of you, you don't have to be ashamed. I promise you, nobody ain't gonna laugh at you. We don't. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. We gladly agree with you, or you can pray yourself. Whatever you want to do. You don't have to be afraid to step out and come up. Jesus said, "Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden." He said, and I'll give you rest. A lot of people are burdened today. A lot of people. A lot of people are suffering today because they don't know where to go to to find peace in their life. They're turning to drugs. They're turning to alcohol. They're turning to a lot of things. But you're not going to find it there. You'll only find peace in Jesus. If you don't want to walk over yourself this morning, just reach and get somebody by the hand and say, will you go with me? And if they won't go with you, you raise your hand. Yes, sir. Say, preacher, you come and help me. And I'll be right there. Amen. Go ahead, Sister Connie. Say, I'm done. It's between you and God now. You've been in this storm, it seems like forever, and your night of confusion has been oh so long, your ship has lost anchor, and the storm's got you drifting. Are you waiting for it? But the night's almost over. Come on. 
so right the angels are waiting. They're waiting for you. Right at your storm, God's right there with you. You may not feel Him, but you're not alone. Oh 